This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when sports talk hosts talk about something they agree on. Hold on. I'm saying drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Come on. Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so uh, what do we do now? Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Hi, welcome. It's Friday night, 8pm, and welcome back to another edition of that Mill Podcast Friday Night Live show. Uh, I'm joined as normal. Uh, good evening, Barry. Uh, I am joined as normal by our regular show guest, which is young Neil Fizzler. Good, uh, good evening, Neil. Afternoon. Evening, Mickey. Good evening, everyone. And we will be joined by Omar in a while. Good evening to everyone on the chat, Barry, Keith. Um, so then, it's been a, it's been a good evening, Stuart, all the way from uh, Los Angeles. I uh, hope you're well, fella. Um, it's been an interesting week, to say the least, um, Neil. So uh, we're, we're hit briefly on, uh, on the game at the weekend. Um, we obviously lost. Um, what was your views on that? It was fucking awful, wasn't it? Let's face it. I'm still mentally scarred by it. I never like like losing to 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 backward northern shitholes at the best of times. But the lose to a fucking place like Barnsley that we crushed during the miners' fucking strike, yeah, uh, was a bit hard to take. Especially when we went behind, went level, and then pulled back again. It's just, it was fucking depressing to be quite frank with you. No, that's it. Don't worry, Adam. Omar is coming. Uh, we've renegotiated his contract and he's now said yes, so he's coming back. No, Omar's working a little bit late and uh, he's on his way, so he will be uh, on air very, very shortly. Um, but you're okay. You got us, so yeah, we'll be there for now. No doubt Adam will uh, 
no doubt start the Tinder rumours again in a minute. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, the vaccination um, boys are here. Yeah, those of us that have had the Oxford Pfizer in our fucking arms in in the last two weeks are here. Don't worry, we don't let a fucking little injection put us off. Have you realised though, Neil? Millwall podcast is uh, is breaking the national average. It's normally one in three people of the populations had had the jab, but there's two out of three of us what have had it. So, uh, so yeah, it's I fucking think brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you think we missed Cooper on on uh, on Saturday? Mate, I think we miss Cooper every time he ain't playing. Mm. It was noticeable uh, when he came back in, the difference on Tuesday night. I think we've spoken a lot about uh, Pierce, haven't we, over the last couple of weeks? Yeah. And there's there's just there's just absolutely no comparison between the two players. No. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah but he's a massive, massive loss, and we look a lot slower without him in the side. No, that's it. And and I mean, I think the problem was as well is that uh, I think Pierce has just got to understand that he, he don't really do a lot. But I mean, Cooper, he's, he just brings something different to the team when he's in. They just look different. They just, you he, know, they're yeah, more He's a quality active. player at the end of the day, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is an absolute quality player. No, um, definitely. If we can, if we can keep him, and we can keep him for quite a long t- or for the rest of his career. I think he's one of those players who could go on and you could be talking about him in 10, 20 years' time as one of the modern great players. I hate, yeah, but I hate this comparison legends and things like that, but he could be a significant player for this club for 10, 20 years. Uh, yeah, for the next few years, and we could be talking about him for quite a long time. Yeah, no, possibly. I think he's, uh, you know, I think he, he showed his class when he come back in. But um, obviously, we lined up on Saturday up front with Bennett and Wallace, um, and then obviously we had Scott Malone, Sean Williams, our, our best friend Ryan Woods, uh, Thompson and Romeo, and then obviously along the back we had George Evans, uh, Pierce and Hutchinson. Evans is looking to, uh, looking to be a great addition to our side. I tell you what, yeah, I just want to bring something else up, yeah. We're talking about there was a lot of negativity about not playing a forward last Saturday, but I think it worked in a perverse kind of way. We looked a lot more mobile, a lot quicker, and we caused them problems. I think if we could have Well, you mean we're playing playing Wallace in a striker on a striker position. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we're playing him and Bennett. It gave us a lot more pace, mm. yeah, and we caused them problems. Our problem was with no Cooper at the back. We were susceptible at the back, and we got done by by two long balls from memory. I have to hold um, you there, Neil. Breaking news: our leader and the man who must be obeyed has entered the room. Come <laughs> <laughs> FC. <laughs> Hello, chaps. Evening, everyone in the chat. Evening, boys. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Not too bad. We're talking about, obviously, we're just briefly going over the um, uh, the Barnsley game. And just, obviously, we were talking about whether or not Bennett was a, um, Cooper was a miss. And then uh, Neil's just thrown an interesting point in, as in um, where we've been playing Wallace as a striker. Did it did it give us any advantages? What, Wallace so, played up front? Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. I personally do like what it's been up front. I mean, we've had it before, haven't we, with the five three two? Um, Adams calling on a forfeit. I mean, is work a real commit a real forfeit worthy uh subject? I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, but... of course it is. Yeah, but you still like <laughs> no commitment to the calls, is it? I know, on? I know. Well, I, I mean I I probably got a speeding <laughs> ticket somewhere on the M twenty five somewhere, so you know, well that's a commitment to the calls there probably. But um yeah, I mean, what's it called? I mean, with Wallace, he's obviously a, a player, you know, I think he affects games going forward in attacking positions. And I think with him being up front and playing off someone, I think he does kind of have more of an impact on games. I think he, you know, he, he does too much for me when he's out wide a lot and he kind of complicates things and feels pressure. So I do enjoy personally here having him further up the pitch myself. But yeah, I mean, I feel like Saturday's game, thankfully, was quickly forgotten about, but it was a bit of a hangover, obviously, on Tuesday. I mean, I don't know if you boys have got on to Tuesday's game just yet, but... Not yet, mate. Not yet, because I knew you. I knew you were coming, and as uh, as obviously, I've made show notes, and I thought some of those 
are going to need both your your opinions on. So I was just dragging out, finishing up really with the Saturday. So on Saturday, Mill had six shots, three were on target only, which ain't good enough. But then again, you're playing Wallace in a in a new position, I suppose. The one thing from uh, Saturday, which again we're hit on 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 Tuesday as well, before we moved on to the Tuesday game, is um, Neil, stop putting comments up. You're throwing me, right? Um, is why are we substituting so late? We we seem to be, you know, I mean, subs were made on Saturday at 75th minute. Um, Smith on for Ben, 85 um, for Tyler um, on for Bennett, and then Pierce off for Bod, uh, Ferguson on for Williams, and then um, 92 for two, Bradshaw for Wallace. I just think the substitutions coming in that late in the game ain't going to fucking change nothing anyway. Um, I mean, what's your your views? on there before we move on to Tuesday's games on, on late substitutions. I think um, I've probably spoke about it enough times before, but I think it just shows he doesn't have enough faith in some of the players on the bench, perhaps. I think, you know, we're talking all the time. I mean, Pierce played, obviously, and came off late in the game Saturday, didn't he, if memory yeah. serves me right. But, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've not spoke about Pierce. Obviously, I know you said about Cooper. I'm missing Brief. him. But, yeah. Brief. I, I, I just... I, Neil slagged him off, as always. I mean, I, I agree with Neil to be honest. I don't know what Neil's turned around and said there, but, you know... Pierce I just is, said that he was pretty ineffectual and, yeah, it's because of him that we lost, really, because I, there were two balls put into the box and we didn't deal with them and Cooper is our rock at the back. I feel like, defensively, he reads the game well and you know that. Pierce is experienced defender, leader of the team and, you know, he sets the standard, but he's just he hasn't got the pace to keep up with a standard championship forward there anymore and... He's also he's got no height advantage either, so you can't say he's got the pace to keep up. So and he hasn't got the height to then win headers either. So you think to yourself, well, aside from obviously being a great leader and reading the game, doesn't do much else. That's the problem we've got. Um, Gavin's shouted the drinks. Yeah, anyone on what we're we drinking today, lads? I've just grabbed myself some orange juice when I ran in the door. So that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a great question. What are we drinking today? After my week on Twitter of being absolutely fucking hounded by the Pepsi trolls, I I am sticking with the faith. Real, real Millwall. Millwall fans love Coke, or or as <laughs> as as the uh, as the Chancellor got caught out in an interview this week. Coca Cola, as he uh, he done an interview this week and went, "I'm addicted to Coke," mm. and then all of a sudden he went, "Oh no, no, sorry, I'm a co- I'm addicted to Coca Cola." So, um, <laughs> so you did know, he say he's addicted to like Colombian? Coca-Cola or something. Yeah, Mexican. Mexican. There you go. Mexican. Yeah, he went, went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam, see, Adam brings up a good point there, right? If you go out to a club and you have JD and Coke, it tastes good. If you go into a Weatherspoons and have JD and Pepsi, it tastes fucking horrible. It don't taste the same. JD has to be with Coke. JD with anything else is just, you know, it's just not a drink. Uh, Josh is on the IPA. So I'm a anyway, lager drinker, man. I can't deviate from lagers too much. I think spirits, I'll venture as far as vodka with like a, an energy drink to get me going on a night out. And aside from mm-hmm. that, maybe a gin. I don't mind a gin, but no, I love a gin. The rest have got to grow on me. I can't drink brandy. I know Mickey's a brandy drinker, but I can't, I can't, I can't do it, man. Are you I'm not a brandy? A I only drink brandy if I'm if I go out to the cigar bar and I smoke a big fat cigar with a brandy or a decent You're whiskey. whiskey. Then that's it. Your whiskey. whiskey yeah. Yeah. I like whiskey. Decent oh. whiskey. And that's good. Can't stand <laughs> either of them. So, vodka, um, Red Bull. vodka Red Bull all, all day long, but you can't sleep like, for about three days afterwards. That's it. Heart palpitations <laughs> whilst you're in bed. So. Vodka, vodka Red Bull. Okay, <laughs> When I, when I was a teenager in that early 20s, I drank fucking shitloads of vodka Red Bull. And then I just, I've gone on to, I went on to JD. Um, I went on to JD with when it was weird. One of Jem's best mates, my missus, um, sadly died. And he was a big JD drinker. And at his wake, I just went, oh, I'll have a, a JD and Coke for him as such. And literally from that moment on, I've, I just drink JD. I've got bottles of it sitting in the cupboard. Jack, gentleman, um, I've got the honey one in the freezer. I've got loads of different ones. Stuart, who's on the chat, my pal in LA, um, we went and saw them last year when we went over to Vegas to get married. And uh, and he gave me a wedding gift of a, a peanut butter whiskey. And um, and that's superb in the freezer. That is absolutely superb. So, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you, Josh, but unfortunately, um, that's what got picked up. So it, <laughs> it is Coke Zero, but it is still Coke, and it tastes pretty much the same. It's just it doesn't do your teeth in as much. So, yeah. yeah so, the cans are confusing with Coke and Coke Zero because if because if you're not looking for that band, 
across the top, you can easily pick it up by mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that is right. That is right, Gavin. Vodka Red Bull was a drink in the days after a few lagers. Or um, some of the, the slang name for this was um, quite a few used after a few lagers too. So, um, <laughs> so, so yeah. Well, no comment. No, that's it. No comment. We, we won't incriminate ourselves. Fuck me, I look like a DHL fucking delivery driver today, don't I? Do you know what I mean? But anyway, we're going on to Preston. We played Preston Tuesday night. Um, we had 13 shots on target. We had 13 shots, three on target. We had 51% of the possession. Um, we played the 3-4-3. We had Wallace Bod, um, or, or so I think we just rename him, Neil's best mate, uh, and Bennett up front. In the middle, we had Romeo Woods, Mitchell, Malone. We'll come back to Mitchell in a bit. And obviously, we had Evans, Hutchinson, and Cooper. Uh, great to see Cooper back. Even better to see Mitchell in the squad. We'll start with you then, Omar. What was your thoughts on Tuesday's game? Even better to see three attackers on the side as well. So obviously we didn't say it, but you know, Saturday's game, he went obviously with the three central midfielders from the start, didn't he? And so you could just tell it was not really there on Saturday for us in that sense. Um, but Vardson, that's a talking point, isn't it? I think you know, are you referring to him as Neil's mate here? I mean, yeah, are we going to get yeah. are we going to get a little rendition from Neil in a minute? I think, but yeah, I mean, look, I feel like the first half was below standard. I think it was still a hangover from Saturday's game. It took us a little while to get going. But, you know, to end just quickly on Barnsley as well, I think, you know, Barnsley have won their last six games on the bounce or something silly. So, you know, to lose to Barnsley at home, you know, they're, caught, they're raising a lot of feathers recently in that sense, or raising a lot of eyebrows, shall I say. Uh, so, you know, I don't think it was an atrocious result when you look back on it. Um, and then, yes, Tuesday's game was just great to get back to winning ways. Billy Mitchell was superb against Jason Malumbi. Maybe it looks like, you know, it's a wise decision not to spend X amount on Malumbi when you've got a youngster sitting in the squad that's keen to make an impression. I mean, getting, I don't know what the chat yeah. thinks about that, but, you know, Mitchell, I thought Boston midfield on, on Tuesday night. You're getting your own back here, aren't you? I showed you I the show notes earlier, and now you're fucking jumping well ahead of the show I notes. I did not remember that. <laughs> I remember, you know what, mate? I've been so, so busy today at work, not to say that, you know, all that story. <laughs> I feel like you sent me the notes, and I was being polite and going, yeah, it looks good, mate, as in I saw loads of words on there, and I was like... That's, that's not bad effort, mate. I'm pre- I'm pleased for you. So. <laughs> but I mean, I guess we want to hear about uh, Neil and um, his mate Bud Fartson, I guess, because I know a few people in the chat, especially someone in here that's a mate of mine. He, he's um, for Bud Fartson, so this could get interesting. So yeah, really? so um, yeah, your mm- mate's a cunt, then, isn't he? Really? <laughs> yeah, because Bavardson deserved to be up there. <laughs> Some of the worst fucking strikers this club's ever had, to be honest. And yeah, although, although he, oh, yeah, he played actually quite well the other night. Oh, God, you don't get this on any other show, do he you? He played quite well the other night, so then that's why I said Yeah, well, I've just said that. Yeah, well, I've yeah, just no. conceded that but then he played just, quite well the other night. So then how's some of the club for saying he done it right the other night as well, if you're saying the same thing? How funny. <laughs> yeah, but he did all right, yeah? But... He's still, I still go on him at this club. Yeah, I don't think he's good enough to be at this club. We want to move on from 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 players that can't score goals. Yeah, right, he well, doesn't create. He doesn't score. So what's the fucking point of him being here? I Let's I'd, get rid of uh, it. I uh, I think in in some of the current setups, what we're using him for. I don't think he's he's comfortable with him, and I don't think he's playing well. But when we start to get it changing formation and we start playing different you know different ways, then he seems to he seems to be okay. He can stick good balls in, um, and he's running and, and he can get behind people and that. And, he, and he's and he has a good game. I mean, Saturday he had a good game. You can't you can't say he didn't have a good game on Saturday. He was all right. Well, he you didn't play Tuesday, Saturday. Right? Yeah, you mean Tuesday? Tuesday night. <laughs> Tuesday night. Yeah, well, I have already conceded that he did play all right, yeah? Well, this is it with but, Budfarson, But to right? be honest, but to be honest, you can probably count the number of good games he's had this season on three fingers. Yeah? He played all right. Did he play all right at Preston away, was it, where he where he put himself about a bit? Am I, I thinking think it, of the Bristol City. Game? Bristol City was the yeah, one way, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Bristol City, yeah? Mm. And then... The game after um, they played, uh, right? Yeah, but but you can actually count the yeah. Well, I don't mean to call your mate a cunt, but but you know <laughs> what I mean, yeah. Uh, he just doesn't bring anything to us. His his game, 
his good games are so few and far between. It's a waste of time. We're, yeah, we're paying him good money. Mm. We paid good money for him. We should just be expecting a little bit more. But the most depressing thing is he's under contract next season. I was genuinely getting excited that in May I could say bye bye, Bob. Thank you very much for all you've done. Now fuck off. Yeah, I think. No, you can't. Well, I this think... is it though. Something to sum up his sorry, Mick, it's bone there. But something to sum up his middle career in that first half wasn't it? The first ten minutes where he brings the ball down superbly with a little flick. He's then faced towards goal about twenty five yards out. Goes for goal, and then, like, you know, the shot goes almost for a throw in in the far corner. And that is something that just sums up his middle career where you can tell the application is there. You can tell he wants it. You can tell there's a good, not a good player. You can tell that there's a player there that's obviously, you know, played 50, 60 times for his international side, albeit yeah, for a Iceland. He's a player, just, just not from Millwall. Think... Not from Millwall. Yeah, so... I just don't think he's a Millwall player, to be quite frank. Okay, let's, let's go on to the first half. What's your what's your thoughts of the first half? Because we were we were tweet we were texting obviously in our group and whatnot. And to be fair, I think it was quite a dog shit fucking first half. To be fair, um, until Malone scored just go before we went in, it was it was you know it, it looked as if we could have possibly got fucking spanked there. I think he had two sides out of form. To be honest, I think Preston was on the back of a three 0 win against Huddersfield. But aside from that, they hadn't won many before that. And, you know, since the turn of the year, they've been one of the poorest sides in the league, to be honest. Mm. So, you know, I think they're a side that's kind of struggling for form since they signed three or four players in January. And then, yeah, with us, I mean, I, I don't know what it was first half. I, I found myself tweeting about it. And obviously, you know, Mill will come back and, you know, Mate, you look like a do me wrong. Exactly. <laughs> but I just think the first half, the players were kind of playing in, in first gear, not really kind of... I'm not going to say the effort wasn't there, but they were playing like they're already on the beach. You know what I mean? In the sense that it's the same you normally say for the last three or four games of the season when there's nothing to play for. Mm. It did feel like that early stages. But I don't know if that's because Preston were a poor side and not making it a, a good game in that sense. But, you know, we were honestly just shocking. And I agree with Darren Swan there. You know, yeah. we were a pony. That's also what uh, Gavin Smith said there. And then exactly. step, I absolutely step yeah, forward. Absolutely Scott Malone, though. Scott Malone only scores well, did you know what I mean? Like, that was, too that was unbelievable. That was, yeah, people are going on about goal, yeah? And it was good, yeah, but it came from a mistake, yeah? Scott Malone's goal was absolutely out of this fucking world. It really was. They backed off, they backed off, and bosh, in the top corner it went. Yeah, they did. Scott Malone's goal, I'm not going to take that away from you. Scott Malone's goal was good, but Chad's, Chad's goal, like him or not, that was a good goal. That was That was on the volley... And that just fucking steamed into the goal. We shouldn't have given him, to be fair, we shouldn't have given him as much space as he had. It we was just us losing off. the ball. It was us yeah, losing yeah, the ball yeah. on the halfway line. I think it was... And who play. was it ambling back towards him? Who was it? Romeo? Ryan Woods. Ryan Woods. Well, OK, we'll talk about Woods in a second. But on the build-up to that goal... favourite player? This is the difference between the first half and the second half, though. First half, we're playing the ball around the back aimlessly. No one really with real conviction doing anything with the ball. And then you've got... I think it was on the left-hand side between Cooper, Woods, and then it might have been Malone. But then I think Cooper sets the ball back to Hutchinson. Hutchinson then takes a poor touch, tries to get there, and then they're off on their way, counter-attacking on us. We lose the ball on the halfway line. And then, sure enough, albeit a, a great strike, as we said, from uh, Chad Evans. I mean, I think Neil's just making up for um, not being in the stands to, to sing a few songs about him. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think he's obviously a class player and you give him the chance to take the shot and he, he, he buried it. But I feel like it was our own fault. A lot of it in the first half was our own fault. And it was a game we should have kept a clean sheet in, I feel like, because they were not really that great at all. No, I agree. But, you know, his goal there, then obviously I'm glad that we scored before um, half time, And then obviously um, we come out, whatever was said to him at half halftime, um, obviously worked to a degree. We come out second half. We weren't, we weren't great for most of it. Um, and then, obviously, we get the second goal. Um, and what's your views on that? I don't think it was ample. He definitely hit it with his head. Omar? Uh, what's that? Sorry. It was, it was a handball? I've not seen people saying it was a, it's a handball. There, there, there's a few on Twitter what were saying, you know, uh, Bennett done his hand of God. Um, which... yeah, well, it must be right then if it was on Twitter. It must be <laughs> brave header. Yeah, Let's no. say it was a header because it was given. Brave it header. was a header. It was a header. Yeah. I mean, in the slow motion of the Millwall clip, they fucking slowed it right down, and it and it, it's definitely a header. It's no, his arms nowhere near it. It was a good header. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But the second half, it was less of passing the ball around aimlessly around the bat for no reason. You know, I think in the first half, we can, we made more passes, 270 passes I was reading earlier today. And then in the second half, we made like, almost half as less as that. You know, it was a case of get the ball forward, attack and try and force the situation. And that was not epitomised by the Ginger Perlo, as I'm sure people will be talking about him as. And I'm just to, just to, just to ruffle some feathers in here. Um, Woods, you know, a great ball over the top. Bennett's brave, gets on the end of it. And, you know, poor from the keeper, to be honest. The keeper hesitated for no reason. Um, and obviously, Mason Bennett capitalised on it. And I don't think he's a Ginger Perlo, just to distinguish before you um, call me a CNX Tuesday, Neil. Uh, but, you know, I feel like, he obviously contributed. It was a great assist, and it's his first assist for the club. So that's why. Mate, party. to be totally fair, yeah, I know that me and Mickey aren't Ryan Woods's. Uh, yeah, but he wouldn't win any popularity contest with me and Mickey. But you've got to say that was one hell of a ball. Yeah, that was one of the best passes. Mickey, you have to unmute yourself if you want. Someone to. fucking keeps muting me as well. Omar. It's not. Nobody no one is. has the power to mute you, mate. You must be muting yourself, pal, for getting to unmute yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, but, that Woods pass by Wood was absolutely blinding. Yeah, he isn't my favourite player, but I will say, if somebody does something good, yeah, that was one hell of a pass, that was. Yeah, and no, it, I totally and agree. to be fair, it, it, well, it was an even better finish by Mason Bennett. No, look, so I... Quite I frank. I think it was a good finish by Bennett. I think it was a good ball in by Woods. Um, I think that when Woods tries, he, can, he he pulls off some cracking moves. But the problem is, is that whether or not it's confidence, but confidence could be low amongst the team. I mean, someone said earlier on about Bedvardson that his confidence low. I mean, I know that he got death threats on Twitter, hence why he took his Twitter um, stuff down and everything else that he was getting proper cunted off on there. Um has he closed his Twitter again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Twitter's gone, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, his Twitter, his Twitter's gone, mate. But, yeah, no, I, I, the other thing as well, do you think, I mean, we talked briefly about it, but, um, uh, and we'll talk about it again with you being here now, is uh, is we definitely welcome Cooper back on Tuesday. With Cooper back in that team, we looked as if we could, you know, pretty much cover anything what was coming against us. Even if Cooper did nothing in the game, it's just that the presence of knowing he's there and, you know, an experienced player now at this level, championship level, yeah. and also left-footed, offers balance to the side, you know, and then Evans moves back over to the right-hand side. Hutchinson in the middle, I think, was superb, by the way. I think Hutchinson yeah. won. You hear him on the commentary every time in the second half, calling Hutches, winning it every single time. Great header straight back the other way, like, you know, yeah. big fuck-off header back to Preston or to the fours up front. So, yeah. you know, I think... It just brings confidence to the rest of the team. And I do think, like, not to criticise uh, Pierce again, but, you know, Pierce is the kind of player where you look at him and you see you can take advantage of him. You know what I mean? You can see, like, the frailties of him. It's like, you just know, you stick someone next to him that can run, bit of legs, yeah. and they're gone. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think I think definitely having Cooper back was a big plus and fair play to him. You know, he's dislocated his shoulder twice this season and come back in quick succession very quickly both times. So, you know, I don't know what the chat thinks of this, but I'm starting to get a bit depressed with Gary Rowett, to be quite frank. This defence... Are you you on the right show, Neil? Yeah. Oh, just checking. It's this defensive fucking style of play that we're using, yeah? Five fucking six defensive players... What we have a back three and then two defensive midfielders. Yeah, it, I just couldn't see us winning the other night, and it was utterly, utterly, utterly depressing. We, I don't mind us losing, but I'd like us to fucking try and win a game of football. That yeah? is it. No, I, I totally think, agree. Yeah, but I think we've said it in our group chat. Yeah, I don't know what our chat thinks, but it's starting to get that. I don't really want to watch us play at times. But second half, Neil, was a lot better. You are. But but second half, if you have the same as the second half for a 90-minute game, I'd be more content with that. No, I think second half is, it was less of the aimlessly passing it around the bat for no reason. It was straight up at them, trying to force a situation. Did you not feel that second half? I was, no, I was too fucking depressed. I started to read a book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was more fucking entertaining reading a book on the fucking last cricket season before World War Two than it was watching 
you're watching that first half. It was fucking awful. But are and we here to be the same? Are we here to be entertained or are we here to try and get results? This is the fine balance, isn't it? And people debate this all the time. Do we yeah, want to watch shit and we weren't getting a result? But then yeah. since the turn of the year, we've only lost three or four times. You know, there's I, improvement there to be seen, I feel like. I agree with you, though, Neil. Like, you know, it's yeah, boring. Well, I actually, it's boring. Yeah, well, I it's actually boring. agree with this comment here. Sorry. Will you stop fucking touching the comments? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Well, I was trying to... Yeah, well, 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 Yeah, we're too cautious not to lose, yeah? And that, I think, is 100%. Yeah? Oh, I agree with it. But let's just throw the thing up. I mean, I was going to go... Here with with Keith saying, listen, you know we've been playing this way all season, which we have. We've we've been playing shocking right. where you don't want to watch the games all season, and I think there is that uh, you know I I agree with that with Gavin. What's saying? I think we're only playing this way because he knows that he, he can play the defensive because that's the strongest part of the team and the people who are absolute warriors. So we're having to test um, the loot, you know, the, the the striking options we have, and then obviously yeah, we can you go thought it was as shit as go, we yeah. did though, didn't you? Yeah, I don't think it's not. But I think every game, most of the games this season have been shit. We've lost, one of, stuff for doing. we've lost one of our last 10. So, like, you know, and I think on the form table, we're in the top 10. So, like, what more can we really ask for from the moment? Obviously, considering the run we went on into Christmas and prior to Christmas and before, after Christmas, up until that Huddersfield game, I think I agree. You know, but we was all come before the Huddersfield game. We was fearing we might not get a win. We was yeah. thinking potentially we might have to change the manager, and you know he stabilised the ship in that sense. Even though we've, yeah, not, we've not lost many games this year, I do think he's like stabilised the ship in a sense that he, we're secure. You know, we're four points away from fifty points, which you know at this stage of the season we're safe from relegation. I mean, yeah. okay, no, that's, that's a win. But then yeah, I agree tight. with you. Neil. But and the fucking football is dog shit. You don't want shit. to watch it. But then you Neil, don't want to watch it. This is coming but to my I next think- point which I've banged on about all the time, what would make you identify more of this team? Having young players in there that play for Millwall that are Millwall fans. Matt Lamar is no. sitting on the bench. Mitchell's no. playing in midfield and we all loved it. Look at the chat. Everyone's talking about Mitchell going, Mitchell played well, yeah, Mitchell's no, the leader. I'm with you. Play the yeah. kids. Well, we can well, now, now I'm with you, yeah? Now I'm with you. Now I think we're safe from relegation, yeah? Let's put McNamara back in because the boy did not do a thing wrong. When he was in the side, he was most unlucky to lose his place to Marlon Romeo. And let's face it, Marlon had a couple of good games, but has reverted to type, really. Well, let, let's yeah. look. I agree with you there, but let's go back to two of the players on that night. One we were talking about earlier on in the season that we were cutting off that we didn't buy him or we made a, a fake bid when we knew he weren't going to come. We want, didn't want him on loan, etc. Malumbi versus um, Billy. Um, Billy head and shoulders won that on Tuesday night. He fucking bossed him all over the park. I, I mean, just, if you I, if you're in the comment, add add uh, your thoughts on uh, on Jason and uh, and Billy battle on Tuesday night. But I think Billy just fucking showed him what it was all about. But Mickey, imagine how quality it would be to have Malumbi in there doing two foot tackles next to Billy Mitchell. How quality would that midfield pairing be? And that's what I think I'm, you know. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. (laughs) Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. I still think we've got to go back in from Olympia in the summer. I think his lone spell at Preston is not working out. I think he got a lot of stick online after the game, yeah. I was told, um, on Tuesday night from Preston fans. And, you know, I agree. Mitchell won the altercation, but you see Malumbi and he was so angry. Like, And you just know, next time he comes up against Billy Mitchell, if that's a scenario, you know, he would remember that. And that's what I love about Malumbi, that fight dogging mentality. You know what I mean? If you have a midfield pairing of Mitchell and Malumbi, energetic midfielders, and you've got Evans at the back that's kind of trying to dictate play, 
I love the idea of that. But yeah, do you know what? Billy Mitchell proving exactly why we don't need to spend silly money on Malumbi. I'll tell you that. Neil, your thoughts on those two? Well, let's not get too carried away. It's only one performance, yeah? I'm I'm going to bring Omar back down a bit, yeah? Uh, he played well, but let's see him do it consistently, yeah? Let's see him have a consistent run of games and stay fit because he hasn't done it yet. But, no, I agree. He played well, but it's one game. Yeah, Malumbi wasn't the greatest. But then again, he wasn't brilliant for large parts of last season, really, was he? Yeah, he flitted in and out a bit. There's no way that we were going to sign him permanently. It's a waste of time even discussing it. Yeah, it was a, yeah, but it was a throwaway bid when they knew he was going to go to Preston, knowing that our fan base would be up in arms about it. I, I I agree with you there. I think it was media bullshit where, you know, the story was leaked by the the official um, team paper. Um, we know that. We, we know it was, you know, how it was done, how it works. Um, but I think that Brighton are banking on the fact that he's going to be worth a few quid in a few years' time and they want to nurture him and then possibly sell him for four, five, six million in a, in a couple of years' time and make good on their investment. Um, I don't think he's possibly got a, a permanent role in Brighton because they've got a few other players. What are good? They've got that lad who played at Boca last year who plays in exactly the same position as him and, and he's possibly better. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, we'll probably get him, but I think we're going to pay for him if we want him. And I but don't think he isn't good enough for the Premier League. And no. I don't think that we can afford him. They're going to want £5 million plus. I think yeah. his value is depreciating. Though. I don't think he's the, he's not. It's not well, a good loan spell for him at the moment. He's not getting the same traction he was for Millwall, for example. We all loved him, and I think Preston fans are the opposite. So you know, to judge that a lot, you know, I think yeah, there you go, Brighton. If they if they go loud, but this is a good question. Who was the comment on there? Uh, one second. What's the yeah, with, answer, here we go. Yeah, this just question. to answer Josh Byrne. What about this one yeah, here? Sorry. There. That's a good question. It took it off. What about this? Come on, this real real question here. Who gets dropped when uh, Kifton Bell and Lenny come back? Great midfield options exactly. to have, no? Mm. Well, we're gonna we're gonna play two midfielders. Who, who are you gonna drop then, Neil? Well, I'd release Williams, so that's one place gone. Yeah, mm. I would send Woods back and not sign him, so that's two midfielders gone. And I'll be very controversial. I cannot see Ben Thompson getting a game in that midfield. Yeah, I cannot see Ben Thompson getting a game. I'd sell him at yeah, at the end of the season, to be quite frank. So I imagine he'll want four central midfielders. Because if we're gonna play, I think yeah, he he's got Evans, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got it's Evans. Not... Yeah, he's bought Evans to play in midfield. Do you know what? You you're saying like you know, you're really pissed off about next formation, and a lot of people are saying it as well, but I think he's going to stick with this. I, I think this is what he sees long-term for us. And if you look at the run we had last season in that Christmas spell where Jed Royce is scoring three kicks and winning us games, it was the same formation. I think he thinks the five at the back is the best way forward. And I think he thinks that's what's going to suit us. I think he won't. I hope, I pray to God he doesn't renew Ryan Woods' loan. I, just Woods doesn't fit into our system. I know he got an assist the other day and I know everyone was waiting for that moment to say he's a brilliant player. I don't doubt he's a brilliant player. And I've said this countless times before. I just don't think he fits into a team where he's got three central defenders behind him. You want players running past him, players for him to pass to, i.e. Mason Bennett making the run into the box the way he did the other night for him. So I think... I can honestly see a midfield pairing of Leonard and Mitchell. That gets me excited. I do agree with Neil Sally about Ben Thompson, but Ben Thompson's a great squad player to have. He can fit in anywhere and do a job. So that's Yeah, but lot, will he want to hang around getting a game every four or five weeks? Well, yeah, I don't know, think he would. Never know. He, he'd probably end up going, and he signed, and he got a long contract with us. And well, he just signed a Last season, I think he signed a new deal. So, you know, yeah, before he so got injured. So. He'd probably end up going, I mean, um, I think Tolson will end up going to Portsmouth anyway. He'll yeah, either I end up going. With I think he'll I probably agree. either go there on loan or he go there uh, um, and be, be brought. But um, I agree with it's, what's his name there as well, though. That's what we need. We need at least one or two proven strikers. I know we've got six on the books at the moment. What we found out. We're going. That, 
we're going back to our conversation of last week though ain't we you know the conversation last week of either you spend big on someone which we which i think mickey you concluded we won't spend and we won't gamble or you try and pluck someone out from non-league that's going to be all league two do you think mickey didn't realize was last week though if we sign somebody for five million you don't need to pay five million up front these transfer phase transfer fees are paid over the term of the contract so yeah, yeah, if you yeah. give them a five-year contract that's only a million pound a year we didn't actually get into that last week but just to point that out we didn't get, all the, money for, we didn't get all the money for Savile we're still waiting on the money on some of the money for yeah. Savile so yeah I know I know what's yeah, well, somebody what's suggested Jordan Rhodes but yeah. he's a professional northerner. He ain't going to want to come down south. He's past. He's, 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 he's tarnished as well. He's record, so to speak. So I think he's still contracted to Sheffield Wednesday anyway. He's still knocking about there, is he not? So Yeah, yeah. for about 100 years, I, I think. Yeah. See, even there, I mean, even with Woods in, they all start ahead of Ben, don't they? I think Ben, once once they start coming back, I think Ben's Ben's time in the squad is, is over. I think Rowett's just keeping him there for a... a, a an option in case in case there's a few other injuries, which obviously we've got we've got a few other injuries, which we we'll get to in a, in a little bit. But I mean, the good news, I suppose, with some of the injuries, that the players should be back for April. So once the um... oh April, yeah, that will help us, won't it? Yeah, we might as well just fuck them off now, really, and just play the kids. I actually agree with Omar, and I fuck think somebody you know, else makes. Got... We got we got international break in a week and a half time, so you know we've only really got what two games before into three games is it before international break, four games before international break, and then mm-hmm. and then and then it's done. So um, we've got Blackburn derby, QPR, Middlesbrough all before Rotherham on the second of April. So yeah, well, now I mean, is the time to actually play the likes of Tienza. Yeah, who I think yeah, was give it him a go. Yeah, yeah, he's the basically. Left back like, yeah, yeah, but you can't lose Tyler anything. Bury. Yeah, but that's I mean, give Tyler Bury a couple of games. We're safe in we're safe in mid table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's a no brainer now. Hayden Muller, although I did notice Muller's not been playing for the reserves. I think he's so I injured. Don't know if don't he's injured. That. Yeah, I think he's yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. Like I think uh, young Alexander is still suspended. I think he got but sent a, off there's a normally, of weeks ago. There's normally a couple of people in the chat would know all about the youth side. So if you know about the youth side, are are a couple of them injured and uh, and is Alexander still um, on the banned list as such? Can't be playing. Yeah, but he was banned on Monday. Not. Yeah, but he was banned on Monday. So mm. if it's a free game ban, I think that will be the second of three games. So. Going on, going on forward. Obviously, we'll look at, ahead to the game on Sunday, on Saturday. But obviously, we substituted Bennett ninety-two plus two. Um, bit of a kick in the ass of Bennett for not getting a full game again. That would have been his third in all his career, but possibly due to injury. Um, if he is injured, and obviously there, there's talk that Bradshaw is injured as well. That's going to be a fucking pain in the ass for us, isn't it? Standard, isn't it? <laughs> Mason Bennett. This is, uh, uh, you know, two goals in two games. Two good goals as well, by the way. The first goal on Saturday against uh, Barnsley, I thought was class. Counter-attacking. Gives himself a bit of space. Left footed guys into the far corner. That's like perfection. Can't knock it. Three and, and then, four, isn't it? Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one against uh, Reading as well. But, you know, and then also Tuesday's goal. Brave header, 90 minutes. Showed he can run around for 90 minutes and put an effort in. And I think we give him that. We're giving him his stat for completed games. I think, you know, 90 second minute, I'm giving him that. At this point, if he's injured again, though, I'm not sure what the deal is. But if he's injured again, I'd, I, it sums his career up, unfortunately. Allegedly, him and Bradshaw have got Achilles problems. Are they probably maybe problems that could be nursed? Maybe they can be kind of carried it through. Possibly. Maybe a lot of these injuries. I think Wallace is a typical player like that. Jed Wallace, he often doesn't train a lot during the week and will turn up on a Saturday and play. So, you know, I think maybe it's an element that, you know, we need to look after him. He's played, he started the two last games. Maybe he needs to sit out. But if you sit him out against, you know, a team out of form in Blackburn, who's going to come in and take that position and put an effort in? That's, you know, it's the question, isn't it? No, let's see. I, I, I mean, yeah. Look, he looked fine in the tunnel after he the did. video. Yeah, he did look fine. Um, and it's been reported. Yeah, but the thing in... is, though. Yeah, but the thing is, though. Once he actually cools down, and if there is a problem there, yeah, 
then that's when the problems occur. Yeah, it, I can't believe if he was if he was carrying something that Rowett wouldn't have bought him off a little bit sooner. No, it's well, it was, uh, I think it was after his car, allegedly, but but whatever, he could have landed wrong. But he got brought off, um, but he was in the tunnel video after the game, what the players, you know, what the club did. Um, but it was, it is being reported in the Blackburn papers um, and the news at Den. So it could be just media bullshit to just, you know, mind games and everything else, and they suddenly turn up on Saturday and play the full fucking 90 minutes. Um you know, it is what it is. There's a, a thing here. I think, Keith, are you on about George Alexander? Um, not great or, or I don't think you're on about, I don't know Graham Alex, do you? Yeah, George, I think he means. Yeah, I think he means, yeah. We're never going to pay 60 grand for a player fucking per week. And um, I wouldn't want, yeah, off. but I wouldn't want Fletcher either, to be quite honest. No. Nah. Fuck all. <laughs> so, go, so going in, um, into Blackburn, we've got Blackburn at the weekend. What formation and and, and um, what scores are you thinking? So, what formation are you going to be playing on? If well, if Bennett's fucking injured and so's Bradshaw, you're fucked. But what formation are you going to go for on um, on Saturday then, Omar? Five two three, isn't it? It's going to be that. I think at this point he's not going to deviate from it. And you know what? Like I said, I, it's not pretty. But I think the second half was better. And you, if you show intent and go forward with it, instead of just easing your way into games and start from the front foot, I have no problem with it, to be honest. And I, I do get that. Um, I think it'll be a similar sort of team to Tuesday. I think I'd want to start Mitchell again. We need to obviously be careful with him and not get an injury because, you know, like I said, we're playing mid-table. You know, we've not really got much to play for at the moment. But there's still an outside chance if we pick up some wins. Who's to say that we can't, you know, by April be in touching distance? The league's thrown up more surprises in the past. So, yeah, I mean, I'd go with Bielkowski in goal. I'd go same back three as the other night, which is obviously George Evans, Hutchinson and Cooper. I'd put Maloney at left wing back. I'd start Danny McNamara at right wing back. Please, Gary Rowett, please. I don't know why he's been dropped. I don't know if he's nursing injury. He's been on the bench every single game since. I just... I don't think Remy has done a lot wrong, but I don't think Remy has done much good either in the games he's played. It's nothing impressed yeah. me to think, okay, yeah, I can understand why he's brought him back in the side. You know with Romeo what you get. And do you know what? He gets a lot of stick, Romeo, but for reasons that maybe might not just be about his football ability. But I think what he offers us on the team, he is a good player. But I think Matt Amaro just shown that bit of class in the three or four games he played that to me... There's a player in there that we need to see play more games and see if he's actually up to scratch. What happens when he goes through a bit of bad run of form or if he has a dodgy game, if he gets booked early on, can he get himself through the rest of the game? You know, a lot of things we don't know about him just yet that, you know, I'd like to find out. And if you're McNamara, you must be pissed off if you see St. Johnston uh, win the cup the other night. You know, like you're thinking that could be me involved in that. So, I mean, I think definitely I'd play him. I'd play Malone left wing back because there's no one else available. Mitchell and Woods probably continue in the middle for me. Again, injuries prevent the others coming in. And then I'll probably keep Bennett, Wallace and John Daddy Woodfarton up front. Malone's, <laughs> I, Malone's, been, Malone's been a good player for us, though. He's, he's, he's shown his... Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, I think he's offered... I think he's offered stability, something that we mm. didn't see from him in his first spell with us, where you know he was relatively young in his early twenties. Obviously, got a big move to us in a sense. You know, probably got paid a fair chunk after signing from Bournemouth. I think we paid five hundred thousand plus McCoy for him. So, mm. you know, he's a good player. I think you know he's always offered that. He's he's energetic. He get up and down the pitch, and he's got an end product of him now. Unbelievable goals. Malone's actually my yeah. player of the season. If it would have been Leonard for me, but Leonard's yeah. injured, yeah, so it would have been Leonard for it. me. But, yeah. but so what's your He's been injured. I don't think he's Malone the first time round. I think the problem was with Malone the first time round. He was young and he was a proper flash Harry, and he was a proper little cocky little cunt. And now I think he's he's matured and he's settled and and he's letting his football talk. Um, Allegedly, he was a cocky little cunt, Mickey. No, no, allegedly. No, I don't need to say allegedly for that. He was (laughs) a cocky little cunt, and he would probably be the first to admit. Um, past players and, and other people would know he, he, he was definitely a cocky little cunt. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, young fucking making it in the football world, nine times out of the players are. Um, so what's your formation then, Neil? He ain't going to change much, is he? If, he? if he actually changes anything, I think a lot of it depends on if Mason Bennett's fit. 
But he ain't going to... Yeah, but we know he's got his formation, he's got his team, it's pointless bloody saying, I'll change this, I'll change that, because he won't change it. No, I so, think, <laughs> I think, yeah, but it's a question of who he brings in if Bennett isn't fit. We've, yeah, no, it, yeah, I don't know who. I think it's interesting seeing Wallace start playing in that striker role, because he can score goals from the midfield. If he can start knocking them in from you know, a striker position, then, you know, that could be your 20-goal-a-season player. He's not playing striker roles, per se, though, when Bodvarsson's in. I think it's no. more so in games where he's up top next to Bennett or someone, then, yeah, of course. I think he's effective just further forward, like we said, I said at the start, I think, you know. I just think when he's on the pitch and he's further forward, he causes defenders nightmares. I think that's probably the last thing you want in this league when you've got an informed Dred Wallace running at you, especially when there was a crowd there, you know. He'd take any man on and make him look silly constantly mm. at the den especially so you know i think if we get him on song and he's up up front and he's you know causing havoc he'll do a job for sure um and yeah i agree with neil i don't think there'll be much changes tomorrow i just like i said i want danny mack in and i think the chat agrees with Mickey. get some comments up yeah if you agree with omar with um There's a lot danny of- mack needs to play get yeah, where are we? yeah well, i yeah. think you yeah, i think we all think danny mack should play but but he just one of those that he well, wants to Ten minutes ago, twenty that's minutes the, ago, that he should play. That's the that's the worry. There is uh, the news coming out of Blackburn Press is uh, um, Bradley Johnson and uh, Joe Rankin Costello um, look as if they could be playing tomorrow, and also it looks as if um, Adam Armstrong's getting a fitness test today and tomorrow, and could be playing as well. He's he is there. He is our problem. If he's playing and we don't shut him down, he could cause us damage. He hasn't scored in four. Which, if you either if you're a Millwall fan and you're confident about that, or you're a Millwall fan thinking he's not, he, that's that's just jinx stuff. So whatever way you look, can you just bring up Richard Lacey's comment? I want to comment on it. That is far too imaginative for Gary Rowett to do. What Malone Richard, on the left, Jed yeah. on the right, yeah. and Smith in the middle. Yeah, f- yeah, for the first hour, that is far too imaginative. Yeah. And as for Mickey, our twenty goal a season, what have you got in that pe- in yeah in that Coke Zero? What's that? What did he say? Yeah, no, but Mickey said that Jed Wallace could be our twenty goal a season striker. Yeah, <laughs> what's he got in that bloody Coke Zero? But he could be. <laughs> he can score no goals. Chance. No chance. He can. He can. He can fucking. I tell you, you give no him chance. more free. You give him more free reign, and you'll be surprised what you'll get out of him. No chance. i tell you what, though, about Armstrong in particular, I'm quite confident the fact that he's um, not playing against Alex Pierce because if Alex Pierce was against Adam Armstrong tomorrow, I'd be probably just not wanting to watch the game, if I'm honest with you. I'd be quite frank. So I'm telling you now, we don't know that yet, though, do we? Well, if Pierce plays tomorrow, just so you know, I'll be working, so I'll find a way to watch it at three o'clock still on my laptop. I'll close my laptop and not bother watching if Pierce starts against Armstrong tomorrow. I'm saying it right now because he really isn't going to start, is he? Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah. And I'm not allowed to yeah, gamble on my know. job, but if the, if I was a gambling man, if Pierce is playing tomorrow, I'm telling you right now, Armstrong scores tomorrow. I'm telling you, dead cert, he scores tomorrow. Dead cert. <laughs> I think Armstrong. Does everybody remember? I think Armstrong played against us for Coventry down at the yeah. Den. Beat us four nil. Yeah, yeah, and he was absolutely mustard. He, he chipped and I said to a mate of mine, he, he honestly was unreal that day. Every time he played, yeah, I said to a mate unreal. of mine who's a football agent, oh, just seeing this great guy play. He said, yeah, yeah, he's my client, Adam Armstrong. Newcastle. I went, you absolute fucking cunt. Why did you <laughs> let him play against so, mate? He was absolutely fucking mustard. Well, this is it. He's always he been... Was, a, he's always, him since. But here's a fun fact as well for that day, Neil. Do you know who was also the commentary manager that day? Tony Mowbray. So, you know, Tony Mowbray obviously rates him as a striker and has him at Blackburn. So, you know, I think he's obviously a player that, you know, he, he just... I think for the championship level, he's probably not a Premier League player, but he's still young enough to make an impression on games and obviously can potentially still grow with it. So, but he's obviously yeah, a real handful. Talking this that he's worth 20, 30 million quid they want for him. I've read in the week yeah. that... They want stupid money for him. It's the same with Ivan Tony. This is it, like you yeah. know, these, this he's is a very, easy, very good championship player, Adam Armstrong. If you score fifteen uh, goals in the right. championship in one season, you're suddenly worth at least ten million pounds, and that's just yeah, the exactly. Where we live in, so. I absolutely agree with you. 
It's crazy. It wasn't long ago Absolutely. that there was there was stupid bids of five ten million floating around for Cooper. So you know, the, if the Premiership want you, then realistically they'll pay whatever they want to pay to get you. Yeah, I think um, Gavin's right about other danger men. Obviously, Bradley Dak's back. Um, he's, he had a big layoff and he's back for a while. Uh, he's been back and he, I think he's knocking around. And also, you've got Harvey Elliott, who's um, a hot Liverpool prospect. I think they got him from Fulham when he was like 15, 16 years old. So, yeah, again, he's a another kid with a ponytail. Yeah, left yeah. footed. He's uh, 17 years old, not even 18 just yet. And honestly, looks the real deal. So, another player to watch out for. But, you know, players like that go quiet against Millwall if it was a den capacity. So. But one thing I do hope is that we get a proper referee this time because we were denied three penalties up there, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the referee was fucking shocking. I think he was from Blackburn, one or some other northern shit. So, yeah? Well, we... but... i tell we've you what, it. right? We've got one comment here from Barry, right? If John Daddy Bodfarson scores 15 next season, I'd streak on the pitch at the last day of the season. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> that, that's, just, that's, just, that's the promise I would keep. That is just never going to happen. Never, Rowan. ever going to happen. Get if Dawson next season stays at Millwall, he would Let never finish season with 15 penalty. goals. Never. Let him take every penalty. I'm that certain. Every fucking tapping. Yeah. Omar will streak on Honestly, the pitch. Last game of the season, when there's a pitch invasion, I'll streak naked if he scores 15 goals for Millwall in a season. Honestly, you know, I mean that. I mean you that. Know what, you know what clips being fucking edited tonight and being put all across Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean what, it. Yeah? It's locked in. Yeah, well, Lock I've, in. Said, yeah, well, I've just... said some pretty stupid things in my time on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. you, said it fucking, yeah. you said it about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. But, but saying that I would streak... Yeah, I'm the last you game of the season. Are you doing it, Barton scores. Fuck off, am I? Because yeah. I tell you now, right? Well, I can, off, I can, edit, I can edit Barton, it to say, like, you did say it then, didn't you? If Barton finishes the season, if he finishes the season on 15 championship goals, it would mean we're top oh, of the league. Oh, here we go. It's no, it would mean we're top of the league. Is that all goals? It, it, it would this mean season. we're top of the league. No, next season, I'm saying. If, it, oh. if In general, if Bodfarson finishes on 15, there'll be other players that have scored more than him because there's no chance John Danny <laughs> Bodfarson would finish as Mill's top goal scorer. It would never happen, ever. He's not a goal scorer. He's never scored more than seven in his career in a season. It's yeah, never going to happen. like me now, doesn't he? It's true, though. <laughs> it's so true, honestly. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. For clarity, okay? For clarity... Omar, you <laughs> yes. are staying, right? And and by the way, streaking on the pitch will get you a ban, a lifetime ban. Okay, well, we might have to and revisit that. I will do the alternative. That can be an equivalent think, alternative that you two can I think, say. I think a streak down maybe the blue during match day will probably be a safer <laughs> option. Okay, and, and I'll least, compromise. At least, I'll actually, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. A run down the blue wearing a, um, a, a West Ham shirt. Oh, no. that's a bit harsh. No, no, no. Oh, Where is yeah, no. a, a mankini? Yeah, no, a West Ham shirt. A mankini. A West Ham shirt. I've got a year and two months to get in shape, so I reckon I've got mankini, this. Mankini, <laughs> and you have, to, you have to drink half a pint in the bank and half a pint in the Vic. So you can neck it, but you have to go from the Vic to the um, to the bank. There should be enough people there, enough me. Well, we'll do the bank to the foresters if you really want to fucking give the foresters your money, but that's up we'll to make you. It a fanfare, I don't mind, honestly. It's not it's never gonna happen. Honestly, it, it will never yeah. happen. It, do you know what? Oh, wait, wait, it's a coin of phrase. In a month of Sundays, it'll never happen. I'll tell you now. Who who is a is the month of Sundays in this chat, anyone? <laughs> Neil Fizzler. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> In a month of Sundays, it would never happen. It wouldn't. So, it wouldn't. So then, as we're coming towards the end, I think we're um, we'll have a chat about. You've done an interview this week, then um, Neil went out this week with um, interesting Roberts. chat. Paul Roberts, even uh, interesting chat. YouTube yeah, seems to like. YouTube seems to like it. There seems to be a bit of controversy about whether or not he actually. Um, deflected the punch or actually took it on the chin. Millwall type away. Well, it, yeah, well, it made Hoff. I've got say. over 500, 500 views, yeah. so yeah, it's not doing too bad. Yeah, which ain't bad for little old That Millwall podcast. Three geezers no. just just having a talking bollocks about our favourite football club. Mate, he he's a proper fella, isn't he, really? Paul Roberts. It was a very, very interesting chat. If anybody hasn't listened to it, we we 
we had to do it in two parts because he just went on and on and on and on. I think we ended up something like two hours, 15 minutes, which is absolutely mental. And we could have gone on for another hour at least. But but by that time, I was... I was and he, he, he just absolutely <laughs> mental. Sat here. Sat here for two hours. Yeah, no, let's see. I mean, if you're, if you're, while you're in the comments, if there's any ex-player you want to... Um, see us do on a show, then um, just drop the name in there and we'll see if we can get them if we haven't already done. We're going to again put a, a clip up over the weekend of this one for next Wednesday. Who have we got for next Wednesday? We've got George Jacks, player who played for us in the 60s and the 70s. Yeah, we've got George Jacks. Very, very good value. Good mates with quite a few people from back then. Uh, played when we won promotion from Division 3. Unfortunately, missed out on the game against Plymouth Argyle where we lost our 59-match unbeaten home record. But had a lot to say. Had a lot to say about Eamon Dunphy, as always, and uh, other players of that era. So if you're you're a little bit older, tune in. You'll absolutely love this one. He He was blinding. Absolutely superb. Mickey, mate. You're we an are amateur. Him, You're right? an amateur. Fucking, <laughs> I don't turn it off. It keeps getting turned off. Um, but look, I hope you enjoying Into the Lions, Den. It was just really a way of getting some of these stories, hearing them um, from the players. And I think we've had a couple where they've been quite emotional. You know, um, Marvin Williams, uh, Cherno. Um, you know, we've got some truths out of Mark Phillips and... And um, it's coming as well. So, yeah, um, we, we, we've got some good players and some good stories, what we want. We just want it to be laid back. We want it to be conversational. We just want to listen to to them talk about what it's like. We've all dreamed about playing for Millwall um, and uh, and hopefully it, it, it comes across like that. So, uh, so yeah. Also, if you, if you want to go on our website, on our website there's a button now where you can press and get involved in the show. Um, if you want to, we're, we're looking to take guests in now for um, Who Are You? So if you want to get involved on, on Who Are You? There's a little form to fill out on there. Or even if you want to get on one of the other shows, there's a form on there where you can fill out, put some details in and we'll be in touch. Um, it's that millwallpodcast.co.uk, fairly straightforward. But we are slowly getting more and more professional as we go on. And obviously, Who Are You? We need guests where you come on and answer the dreaded 20 questions. Um, it's fairly straightforward uh, and it's just about your time uh, following Millwall, uh, best away day, best memory, that sort of stuff. Nothing too hard, nothing too strenuous. Um, you talk to one of us on a one-on-one and uh, and there, there it goes. Uh I cannot well, wait for that. I cannot wait for that Mill podcast away day. It's coming. I promise. When we were it's, definitely, it's, coming. it's definitely coming. <laughs> and and Mill Mill will podcast in the pub. There's um there's plenty of ideas where actually once this fucking lockdown disappears, we can actually do what we set out to do from from day one. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, you 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 get what we've got. So uh, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, I'm pretty much at the end. Omar, what you got to say? One nil mill tomorrow. If uh, Alex Pierce plays and Adam, Adam Armstrong plays, maybe two two. But one nil mill tomorrow. There you go. Neil, we're going to nick it. I said it on a. I said it in our group chat on Tuesday. I thought we were going to nick it, and I think we're going to nick it again tomorrow. I think it will either be one nil or two one. It'll be. It'll be pretty tight, and and I think that we'll just about get the result. I've got a six hundred and sixty milliliter bottle of Stella sitting in the fridge waiting for me. It's been there for a week. I'd love to come home tomorrow to have that and um, Mill will get three points. There you go. Fingers crossed. Well, you know. Um, well, thank you very much, Daniel, for kind words. Glad you loved it. Is it the first time you listen to us? If so, we're on every Friday. Make sure you tell everyone else. Um, and yeah, we've got we've got a special show lined up, uh, International Week, dealing with men's mental health. So again, we've got some great guests on that show. So it'd be great to see you all there. And that is pretty much it we're done for another week we will be back this show will be loaded up later and we'll be out tonight as a podcast um thank you very much for joining us and it's time that we fuck off thanks bye
Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here! ...with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy! Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.